You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. I'm Jared and it is a joy to be back with you this week as we discuss the persecuted church around the world. At Open Doors, our slogan is strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. And that refers to Christians who live in countries where Christianity might be illegal or where becoming a Christian means turning your back on your family's traditional religion and so forth. Christians in these countries choose to follow Jesus despite the steep cost that comes with their faith, whether that cost is their jobs, their standing within the community, their citizenship, or even their freedom or their lives. And you hear it on every episode of the podcast. Our goal is to keep you informed so that you know how to pray for your persecuted brothers and sisters. And with that in mind, I'm excited to tell you about the upcoming International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. If you've followed along with Open Doors for a long time, you'll be familiar with this as an annual event. Or perhaps you've seen your church participate in years past. But each year, churches across Canada pray for a select few focus countries from the World Watch List. This year, the International Day of Prayer will be observed on November 7th, and we'll be praying for Afghanistan, Algeria, Cuba, and India. I want to talk today about why it's important to be praying for our persecuted family both on the International Day of Prayer, but also year-round. I want to read a passage from 1 Corinthians, a passage you've likely heard before, but it bears repeating. This is 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12. For just as the body is one, and yet has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free and we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body is not one part, but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has arranged the parts, each one of them in the body, just as he desired. If they were all one part, where would the body be? But now there are many parts but one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Now, the context of this passage is spiritual gifts. Paul, the author of Corinthians, is indicating to his readers That if a church was entirely made up of people who were, uh, for example, good preachers and teachers, but the church lacked anyone whose gifting was, say, hospitality, the church would be incomplete, just like a body without a hand or without an eye. That's the context of this passage, but I think if we zoom out a bit to consider this on a global scale, it actually speaks to that too. You see, I worry that it's 
very easy for us in Canadian churches to feel monolithic. That is, to forget that outside of our building, outside of our regular Sunday morning routine, we are part of a faith that spans the entire world, a faith tradition that goes back for thousands of years. We are blessed in Canada to be able to practice that faith freely and without fear, but I wonder if sometimes that can lead to comfort or complacency. And so when I read a passage like 1 Corinthians 12, I think of our global faith. Our brothers and sisters in India, for instance, are struggling to survive under a rising threat of nationalism. In Cuba, recent social unrest saw pastors arrested and charged. In Algeria, laws prohibit anything that would be considered a, a quote, means of seduction intending to convert a Muslim to another religion, end quote. And in Afghanistan, as we've all seen in the news recently, the Taliban control has brought an already difficult situation to a whole new level. The Christians in these countries are suffering, and as the body of Christ, it's as though we are not whole. I think one of the most beautiful parts of the global Christian tradition is its variety of expression around the world. You can go from a service in a large brick building in a Canadian suburb to a gathering of believers in the shade of the trees in West Africa, to a house church praying together in Southeast Asia, and more. And we're all worshipping the same God, praising the same Savior who came to earth to establish his kingdom, and continues to establish that kingdom through his church. I've told this story before on the podcast, but I remember worshipping once with the church in China. It was a full-day event, because these Christians so rarely had the chance to fellowship together. In some ways, it felt familiar. There was singing, and a couple different people preached, and we took communion together. But in other ways, it was very unfamiliar. At one point or another, almost every individual got up in front of the church to sing. When we did communion, it was with tea and rice cakes, and the whole service was much more interactive between the congregation and speaker than would be normal in Canada. And the whole time, I was amazed that we were reading the same scriptures, praying to the same God, glorying in the same gospel, just in a different language and different cultural expression. To use a different metaphor, the global expression of Christianity reminds me of many different pieces of glass in a variety of colors and shapes coming together to form a window with a picture of Jesus. It's not a single pane of glass with a uniform color and shape. We're the expression of Jesus, the body of Christ made up of many parts. When we as the church are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus working on earth, that means Christians in Canada working to build up the kingdom of God in Canada, and it means Christians in China or India or elsewhere doing the same there. And so when our brothers and sisters suffer persecution for their faith, that should grieve us. The body of Christ is not whole. Looking back at the passage from 1 Corinthians, verse 21 says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. The Canadian church can't say to the church in India or Cuba, I have no need of you. And I know you might be thinking, of course we would never say that, but I wonder how easily we might fall into the trap of thinking of our persecuted family like, I'm praying for you to be strengthened. Maybe one day you'll get to a point where you're like the church in Canada. It's, it's maybe a subconscious, unintentional thought more often than we'd like to admit, but I think it's backwards. 
When the body of Christ is working in places where faith costs the most, what an amazing example that actually sets for us in Canada. The World Watch List is in many ways a sad list, but in some ways it's encouraging to see how the church is thriving around the world despite the hardships. When we approach the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church in November, it's important to understand that we are praying for the body of Christ, our brothers and sisters, part of the great picture of Jesus that is the church. When one part of the body is suffering, we're all suffering with it. It's not just sparing thoughts and prayers for a situation that doesn't affect us. It's grieving with our global family and praising God for what he's continuing to do. As we get closer to the day of prayer, November 7, we'll be sharing more about each of these countries through our blog, social media, here on the podcast, and more. But as you commit to praying for them, remember the global scope of our faith tradition and how we are one part of the body of Christ who cannot function without other parts. These are our brothers and sisters who are suffering, and because they suffer, we suffer with them. Now, typically on the podcast, we move now into a time of prayer. And for a prayer this time, I'm going to read from the Bible once again, this time from the Psalms. I'm just going to read through Psalm 96, and if you like, you can pull the psalm up and read along in a prayerful sense. This is a psalm of praise to God, acknowledging Him as Lord over all the nations. And so as we think of His church, we are thankful that God is God, not just here in Canada, but all over the earth. Psalm 96 Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Tell of his glory among the nations, his wonderful deeds among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name, bring an offering and come into his courtyards. Worship the Lord in holy attire, tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns, indeed the world is firmly established, it will not be moved, he will judge the peoples fairly. May the heavens be joyful, and may the earth rejoice. May the sea roar and all it contains. May the field be jubilant and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Amen. Well, as always, thank you so much for joining us for a quick podcast today. If you want more information about the International Day of Prayer and about getting your church involved, you can visit opendoorscanada.org slash IDOP. Also, please continue to support the work of Open Doors by subscribing to the podcast wherever you're listening and by sharing it. We'll be back again next week. And until then, blessings to you. Thanks for listening to Open Doors Canada's World Watch Weekly podcast. The goal of this podcast is to encourage Canadians to pray for our persecuted family. To find out more, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org and click on Get Involved and Prayer.